What is happening, people? And we're just going to start this cold. I'm going to warm up as I'm talking to you right now. Welcome to this week's episode of the Storytime with Mo podcast. We're currently sat in my front room because my MacBook Pro decided to have a, a meltdown. It's dead. Uh, I normally record all my podcasts in a special room and on my Mac, and that's dead. So we're sat in my front room right now. You might be able to hear seagulls. You might be able to hear birds. You might be able to hear the clock ticking. But a few days ago, I recorded a podcast with someone that I've wanted to speak to for a very, very long time. And uh, this is going to be different. This is not not like the normal podcast that I do. The concepts and ideas that Connor has and the things that he says, there you go, the cat's out of the bag, are very, very different as well. And really go into it with an open mind. And uh, I'll explain a little bit more about what we're going to talk about. But basically... I got someone who goes by the name of Connor Murphy. A lot of you guys will know who he is. He's a YouTuber of 2.5 million subscribers. And quite frankly, recently online, it looks like he's been losing his shit. So I've he started on YouTube a little bit before me. He was, well, he, he has been an inspiration for a lot of my content, a lot of my earlier stuff. And I've always kept an eye on his channel. And uh, he's he blew up, went massively, massively viral and always made these videos with girls in and taking his top off in public and doing all these like public pranks and other things like that. And uh, whilst I've never been a like a devote follower of his content. I've always watched his stuff and thought, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's kind of cool. And recently he he disappeared or he started to upload these weird videos and he went away. It basically looked like he lost his shit. He went away, went to a psychiatric hospital for two weeks, started making all these weird videos about um, just, just very worrying, concerning videos. The internet kind of went crazy about it. And I was like, you know what? Uh, it's obviously he's taken some kind of, some kind of, psychedelic drug uh, I'm gonna drop him a message hope that he's okay and uh, be like yo dude uh, as someone that's fucked with psychedelics in the past um, I can't, I see where you're coming from blah, blah 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 hope you're okay hope's all, all well you're gonna come out of this better come out of this stronger and uh, long story short he saw that message I gave him a message again asked if he wanted to come on my podcast he, he, got back to, he got back to me and was like, yeah, I do. And one of the main reasons that I wanted to get him on was because it's purely selfish. Because I found what he was saying really, really interesting and wanted to really sit down and have a chat to him. I've always wanted to do stuff with him anyway. I've always wanted to sit down and have a chat to the guy and see what he has to say. But his recent content, at first I was like, okay, this is straight up weird. This is straight up crazy. He's lost the plot. But the more I watched it, I actually really, really got into it and started to watch his videos properly. And I started to watch these, these new videos that he's making on spirituality and in life and happiness and consciousness more than I'd ever watch his old ones. So I was like, hang on a minute, maybe this guy's onto something. Maybe he hasn't lost the plot. Maybe he's just just had a had a crazy experience and I wanted to get I wanted to learn more about his mindset what he has to say and kind of get to the bottom of everything that's happened so this is a podcast of Connor Murphy I want to say as well that I don't think the guy's I don't think he's insane I think Connor's an absolute legend um, really really smart guy just because you don't understand something doesn't mean or just because an idea is completely new and the way the way that someone says something doesn't mean that they're they're crazy or they've lost the plot or anything like that but um, a lot of people are commenting on his stuff and saying that he's he's lost it because all they see is they see this guy that's made these YouTube videos where he's gone from taking his top off um, with this with a certain mask on, taking his top off to, to girls with this like personality mask on where he's this YouTube persona to completely removing the mask and just being himself and just talking about what he wants to talk about, making his own content. And I could really, really... I really, really related related to that in terms of just like doing whatever the fuck he wanted and not caring what people think. But people only think that he's lost it or gone crazy because there's this, inc- this incongruency 
incon- incongruency, incongruency, incongruency between his old behavior and his new behavior. But what people fail to realize is that his original self on YouTube, his the videos that he made, were it was a mask. It was like a bit of a persona. It was a bit of an act. And just because these new ones are very, very different, it doesn't mean that he's a completely different person or lost his shit. And I always, I suspected that he wasn't just crazy. It was just him him kind of expressing himself the way that he wanted to express himself and trying to get like a more meaningful, important message out there. Anyway, the first half of the podcast, we talk about happiness and consciousness and enlightenment and other things and go on about a drug that he recently took, which is really, really interesting. Second half, we talk about some some other stuff. It gets a bit more relaxed. We talk about confidence and uh, embarrassing experiences and other things. But before you go into this, go into it with an open mind. Realize that just because you don't understand something, it doesn't mean that it isn't there. If you've never experienced something yourself, it's very, very hard to imagine what it feels like. It's like going, imagine if you've never, if, imagine being colorblind your whole life and someone's trying to describe to you what the color blue looks like, what the sky looks like. You just see everything in black and white. You can learn about different wavelengths of colors. You can learn about how your eyes absorb the colors. But if you've never actually physically experienced it or seen it, you'll find it very, very hard to to understand and you'll really, really struggle with that. So just go into that, go into it with kind of that realization. It's like, I've read something recently, got off a bit of a tangent from a book called Happy by Darren Brown. And it this was mind blowing. It talks about dimensions. So how we live in a, we live in a three dimensional world or, but there's this, we, the, our, the way we view things. Okay. Let's say, imagine we've got this world, right? Imagine there's this world and it's made of stick men. So everything is two dimensional. It's like you're looking at a bit of paper and you can only view things from 2d. It's this 2d world. And this 2d world is two dimensional. 2D world, stick men, two-dimensional. And the the stick men, they don't have a they don't have the ability or they don't have the capacity to perceive things in a third dimension. So let's say like a th- if if you put a cube in this world, the cube would just look like a square, like drawn on a piece of paper. They don't have the ability to see things or perceive things. That's just based on their senses. It's like, for example, there's this is gonna get trippy and this is to get deep. For example, there's a table in front of me right now, okay? The you can you can see the table, but that's just your the way you perceive the table. You can touch the table, but that's just your perception of touch. You're not that isn't the actual object. That's just your perception of the object that's there, this thing, the table. And if you go back to this 2D stick world, imagine we've got this 2D stick world, okay, where there's this let's say parallel universe where everything is only exists in two dimensions or the beings in this world they only see they only see things or interpret things in two dimensions so it's just it's just how things are and imagine then because we 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 can we're in a three-dimensional world we can perceive like a sphere for example let's say you could take a football it's round it's 3d imagine then we put that football into their their two-dimensional world we're going to see a two-dimensional world with a football in it they're going to see a two-dimensional world, but because they can only perceive things from two dimensions, they're just going to see a round circle. They're not going to see this spherical object that we see. So now imagine if we, if we're in this two-dimensional world and we put the football really, really far away, and then we bring bring the football closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. We're going to see a spherical object getting bigger, whereas they're going to see a circle a two-dimensional circle 
getting <laughs> trippy and hard to explain. Read Darren Brown's Happy if you want to know more about it. They're to see a two-dimensional two-dimensional circle starting off really, really small and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because they can't perceive a third dimension. And then in this book that I've read, this is I think this goes down to, this is kind of related to astrophysics as well. In this book that I recently read, it talks about how we perceive things and how we perceive things differently and how we we only see things that, if unless we've experienced things, it's very hard for us to imagine it and we kind of just shut it off. Imagine then, let's consider a fourth dimension, time. So we view things in this three-dimensional world where we see 3D objects, we can see we can we, we see things in 3d imagine now that there is this 4d thing or, or this fourth dimension called time but we just can't perceive time the way that maybe an alien race does so like us looking onto the stick world let's imagine an alien race is looking into our three-dimensional world but they they, they perceive time as this fourth dimension so we see time as this linear thing. We see time as this thing where we're, we're babies, we grow up, we become children, we become adults, and when we become old and we become die, we, and then we die. We see a slice We see a slice of time as it happens. So it's just this thing that we go through, this thing that we experience. It's the same as the, the, spherical, the spherical object in the 2D stick world. Whilst we see a football, they'll just see a single slice or a cross section of it, which will make it 2D. So the, the way that we see time is we, we go through time as in the present moment. So we, we see time as this thing that happens and we travel through it, we experience it in a slice. Now imagine that we could see that time wasn't perceived in this way. Imagine that this alien race that could perceive this fourth dimension of time came down to Earth and they were like, I'm like, holy shit, bro, you're going to sound as crazy as Connor in a minute. <laughs> Imagine if this, uh, this this alien race came down to Earth and they could perceive a fourth dimension that is time. So obviously, if, if you look at it, your, your, yourself as a child and yourself as an adult, yourself now, you're, you're the same person. You're not two completely different people. You're not unrelated. You are linked through time. Yourself that hasn't happened yet, your, yourself as an old man versus yourself now, it isn't like you're going to grow into that person You or it's a different person. That person is you. So if we're able to view things on this fourth dimension, we might view time as this this worm-like object with at one end of the worm would be us old at the end of our life about to die maybe even like a coffin or a casket or like us dead and at the other end of the worm would be us as a newborn baby and then rather than rather than time just happening because we can only perceive it from that dimension it's like this continuous continuous worm-like worm-like thing that's all all linked but we only perceive it one way or we only perceive it from we only perceive it from the, the the lens in which we have to view it but it's very hard to it's very hard to understand i suggest you read darren brown's happy or i'll put a link in the show notes to a, a cool video that i watched that's my electronic hoover shut the fuck up a cool video that i watched um that explains it a lot better on youtube but it just basically demonstrates that just because we we really really can't understand something or can't even conceive it or comprehend it it doesn't mean that it isn't true it doesn't mean that it isn't relevant it doesn't mean that we should shrug someone's ideas off as crazy just because we can't understand them because we're on an entirely different paradigm but it's much like connor explaining this consciousness that i i tried to understand or i am still trying to understand he talks about his collective consciousness he, he says you can you can only really he can't really describe it you can only you can only understand it or or begin to learn about it through experiencing it
But anyway, without further ado, here's my, here's my podcast with Connor Murphy. Um, big shout out to Connor for coming on. Absolute legend and uh, really, really cool, clever, down-to-earth collective guy. He's definitely safe. He definitely knows what he's doing. Um, and yeah, I'll just, without further ado, Connor Murphy, Mo Samuels, talking about enlightenment, talking about happiness, talking about consciousness, and uh, just having a sit-down chat and everything in between. Hope you enjoy, guys gonna be completely selfish and like have a conversation with you out of my own curiosity and then if it's a good podcast it'll be a fucking good podcast so we'll see that's we'll the way to do it see, so it plays off man cool. but yeah yeah, yeah. So, okay cool yeah oh. so i'm recording right now it's recording all now. right sick so uh, if you click click your fingers if we do it at the same time it'll make it a bit easier for you to sync out so three two one that'll do i'll be able to work that out from there okay cool perfect man all right get get straight in there with uh have you taken any hardcore psychedelics recently and if so i want to i want to know the experience like the ins and outs and exactly what yeah man it's interesting because a lot of people think that i've been going so crazy because of this psychedelic substance that i took called ayahuasca you did take ayahuasca Ayahuasca. i did take it but it's funny it didn't cause me to go insane everything has been very planned out and i think if you really watch every video it's kind of evident i've always wanted to do this for a long time Mm -hmm. and the only thing ayahuasca really did was it allowed me to think clear and kind of put the pieces together and definitely get on a higher spiritual level where i was actually confident to make the full leap to transition to that type of content Mm -hmm. so ayahuasca is this Jesus, a fly in here, dude. This has been bothering me for the past <laughs> two days. But I, um, Give it. but ayahuasca is a combination of two different herbs or a herb and a root. And one of the herbs contains DMT, yeah. right? The substance that is released when you're born and when you die. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have theorized that it's actually released in a lot of things that you do just to a lesser extent. And then the other part, the root or the other herb or whatever, there's different ways you can make it. But the other one actually allows the DMT to become bioavailable and allows it to be absorbed into your system. Mm -hmm. And so I did it as a way to further my spiritual experiences, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that happened, you know, what, a month or so ago now? And it allowed me to realize more truths of the universe and make some pretty incredible realizations. And then it gave me enough confidence to put this whole spiritual teacher thing into reality, right? So I've always, this is what I've always been passionate about, or at least for the past several years, because in reality, it's actually all that matters. Everyone is just searching for happiness. Everyone just wants to be happy and they're doing it in all these different ways. And for the majority of people, they're doing it in the wrong way and they'll realize that they're looking for happiness externally. Right. Yeah. But the whole world just wants to be happy and the whole world wants to just expand their consciousness. That's the only thing that really matters. And so, yeah, of course I want to get into this. I want to teach. I want to further and expand my consciousness. It's essentially the only thing that really truly matters to me. There's other little things that you can do in life that are fun, but expanding your consciousness and becoming truly, truly happy is really all that matters in the world, dude. So, yeah. 
All right. So before I'll, I'm that, I'll get I'll get into it. Like I'll kind of like ease into the more deeper stuff. I do want to ask you about. I want to say as well, it's fucking hilarious that obviously I found about found out about you when you first started doing the Amigo Aesthetics videos like a good few years yeah. ago, and then I was like, oh, sod it, I can do one of those, and I became like a, a B-list version of you and ripped a few of them off, yeah. got a few million views, and then since then people have always been like, oh, do a collab with Connor Murphy, thinking we're gonna do something with girls, and now we're doing a mm. podcast speaking about spiritual enlightenment and fulfillment and happiness. <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny man but it's funny it's like you think about it man why why do guys even want to get girls why do guys want to build up their physiques well it's all part of this yearning to become more happy and don't get me wrong it's a great part of life in fact self-development in general improving your mental physical and spiritual health mm. will help you in this process of becoming more spiritually enlightened. But it's funny, the, every, the reason why everyone does everything in life is just to be happy. And what people will start to realize once they go about doing it the wrong way for a long time is that it's simply not the answer, right? Searching for things externally, that's what I realized at 22 years old, is that I had an amazing life. I was this famous guy on YouTube, all these girls, all these friends living in LA. It How was do you incredible, know? it was like my life stream. I'm 25 now, Yeah. so this was about three years ago, and I realized that searching for this happiness externally and trying to improve your life situation for happiness, it just doesn't work. And that's why you'll see a lot of celebrities, they'll have everything, dude, and they'll turn to drugs, they'll harm themselves because they got everything in life, and they're still not happy, and it can be a depressing thing. So this is what I'm trying to spread to the world is that happiness is through more than just improving your life situation. Mm -hmm. Happiness is through, through improving your mental, physical, and spiritual health and expanding your consciousness. Yeah. So, so, you, so you're saying that you got to, did you, did you have like aspirations and obviously I think everyone, I think most people are lies if they say they don't want notoriety and they don't want like fame and don't want recognition and money and riches and girls. But obviously you had these these goals and stuff with you. Is it like, so you're basically saying you, you had these dreams, you got there and then it didn't feel like you thought it would? Right, exactly. It's like every little step of the way, mm -hmm. you get this fle fleeting moment of some sort of good feeling. So say you accomplish a goal, right? And there's this fleeting moment of, wow, this feels good. But then it just goes away. Don't it just goes away. Yeah. And so, and then everyone just keeps chasing. They think, oh, maybe when I get this job, I'll be happy. Oh, maybe when I get this hot of a girlfriend, I'll be happy. And they keep thinking, and it, it's, an, it's a never ending cycle. And you just never actually reach happiness because that's simply not where the happiness comes from. It comes from within. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. That's a really powerful book. And you'll find that. I'm teaching the same thing as him. It's just mm -hmm. in different ways. You'll find that all spiritual teachers, all true spiritual teachers, Jesus was trying to teach this stuff. Buddha was trying to teach this stuff. And it's all kind of the same thing. Once you get to this place and understand this higher level of consciousness and understand how to be actually truly happy, this is, it's the truth. It's what everyone who has gotten here is teaching. And it's incredible how if you really listen to all these spiritual teachers' teachings, they all line up perfectly. Now, a lot of them have been lost in translation, like Jesus' teachings. The egoic mind has translated it in this wrong way where people think it means something that it doesn't. 
So, but if you really get back to the root, the core of all these teachings, they are all trying to teach the same thing, which is enlightenment, happiness, um, how we actually relate to the universe, you know, that we actually are something much bigger than the self, right? The body. Yeah. And it's all trying to teach that. It's just, yeah, in different ways. All right. Before, before we go deeper down the rabbit hole, I want to ask a selfish mm -hmm. question purely for me. Describe, yeah. can you describe then, or what was ayahuasca like? Can you like describe it in like, like how do you take it when you've, once you've taken it, what happens? Like what, what happens to your perception of time, your perception of reality? Like I really want to know that. So it's going to be really difficult to explain. So I can explain how I took it. First of all, you want to do it in a ceremony. You never want to do this alone because Why did you that do can it? be kind of dangerous. So I did it in a ceremony. It was actually like I went to a ceremony that had shaman, right? Was it in the, in the U.S.? In, it was in the U.S. It was California. Okay, yeah. We sat in a circle, right? There was only about five of us because it was during the whole COVID time. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of people. And the shaman are sitting up front and they come and they bring you a drink. You say your prayers, intentions, whatever beforehand. They bring you the drink. You say a scale of one to 10. What do you want? Of course, I go for the 10. Uh -huh. and then, and then you, you drink it. And then they will, play, they will play music and they will do certain things to try and make the experience better. The whole ceremony actually has a purpose, right? It actually has a purpose. Now, the actual effects of it, this is the issue, is that most people only know their mind their mind and body. So they think with their mind, they think with thoughts. This is kind of the only way that they know how to understand things. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you take this is you go to such a higher level of consciousness where thoughts don't exist. The mind doesn't exist. And so to try and explain what happens to with the mind or with thoughts, it's simply impossible. I can really only tell you what there is not not what there is when it happens. And so I can tell you the beginning of it, I suppose. The beginning of it, you start to feel like it starts out as kind of a shroom trip or an acid trip, kind of, okay. a little different. It seems like a little more of a dreamlike state, but you'll find that all of these psychedelic substances actually do very similar things. I assume, I assume you've taken other psychedelics than shrooms or acid pre prior to this. Would you, okay, right. before you go on then, would you say that this is the most profound thing that you've taken? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not even close. Not it's, even close. Wow. It's a, it's a completely different level. Okay. It's a completely different level. So what happens is essentially it forces you into having an ego death. If you take enough, you will. And in fact, that's the same with shrooms and acid as well. The issue is, so what happens every time someone takes a huge dose of psychedelics, mm -hmm. right? They will have an ego death. But the problem is if their awareness isn't trained, if they don't do a lot of spiritual practice and train their awareness through things like meditation, remember, they only know how to interpret things and experience things through thought, through the mind, right? And so when you start experiencing things that are outside the mind, then it's impossible to bring it back and realize what you saw, realize the tr what the trip actually meant. And it just seems like this hallucinate, hallucination, this kind of fleeting dream. But when you train your awareness, when you do a lot of deep spiritual practice, 
you will find that the awareness, our actual consciousness, goes much deeper than just our mind. And we will actually be able to experience these incredible trips. And then we will be able to take some of this knowledge, this not, not earthly thought knowledge, but true mm-hmm. inner deep knowledge back once we're done with the trip. And you can start having realizations on what it means. And you can realize the incredible truths that these psychedelics show you mm-hmm. that there really is no such thing as hallucination. All you really ever know is your experience. That's it. You know that you are experiencing and psychedelics on a low level, on a level, maybe at the start of the trip, or if you take low doses, it can mess around with the egoic perception of the world, the thought processes of the world, right? Your thoughts. But once you get to a higher level, once it shows you an expanded level of consciousness, you start realizing truths or you start being, you start witnessing truths of the universe. And the problem is, is that most people don't understand what it is because they don't have their awareness trained. They come back down and they have no idea what they saw. If that makes yeah. sense. I, so, no, no, no. So, it makes sense, man. Yeah. And so ayahuasca is a whole different level. It forces you to have an ego death, but it's, so powerful because DMT, right, which is what ay- ayahuasca releases in your system, mm-hmm. is a chemical that is released in giant quantities when you're born and when you die. And so you get to experience, you do, at a high enough dose, you experience what it is like to die. There is no hallucination involved. Hallucin- hallucinations are, they're not really even real. Hallucination is a way to describe something, some process that you experience, some experience that you have that doesn't fit this reality, right? Yeah. But what you'll realize is this- Reality is a time by your mind. Right, exactly. This is not all there is. We already know that there's more to this world than what we see. We know that we only see on the visible spectrum, that there are radio waves, Wi-Fi waves, all these different things. And we know that we don't see all of them. So we can't be living in pure reality. You'll find that the brain is actually a limiter. The brain is there in the human form to help us for survival. Mm. So the brain actually limits what we see. What these drugs do, it expands your consciousness beyond the human form and allows you to experience what you truly are beyond the human form, if that makes sense. Okay. So a lot of people think that, yeah. So, so the way, so, so, like disagree or agree, but the, the way you're explaining it and the way I've always seen it is it's like, you have your your perception of reality here, like on one, you have three things, like the reality as you see it. In the middle, you have mm-hmm. your your mind or your, your thinking thinking mind, which is, acts as a filter and determines what goes through into your consciousness. Like these three different things. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, that's, an, it, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Essentially, consciousness is where everything appears. So essentially, right, Consciousness is what you truly are. Consciousness, God, the universe, whatever. You'll find that through deep meditation, you can kind of realize these amazing truths is that you are pure consciousness. Everyone is. Everything is kind of one. Everything is this one greater consciousness. And you'll find that there are just these objects and sensations that appear in this consciousness. So consciousness kind of precedes everything right? Mm -hmm. The mind is simply an appearance in consciousness. Thoughts are simply an appearance in consciousness. And your, your body is simply an appearance in consciousness. And you're experiencing these things. You're experiencing the mind, you're experiencing thoughts, you're experiencing your body, 
But the true you is much more than that. It is consciousness itself. And this is an extremely hard thing to get people to understand because it's something that you can't truly understand at all until you actually experience yeah. it. And that's what makes it so difficult because all people know is their body, their mind, their thoughts. They, they can't seem to understand. You can't understand it simply by talking about it. What is, what is, the, exa- what is the example that Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle uses as example at the start of The Power of Now? And I think it's how he has a realization where he questions his the way he feels about something and it separates the... You'll do it so, better than me. Go on. Yeah. So what I think you're talking about is he was extremely depressed sitting mm-hmm. on a park bench and all of a sudden he realized, he was like, wait a minute, I don't want to be depressed. Why do I feel this way? Who is it? Right. Who is the other me that is aware of my depression and doesn't want it? There has to be two me's, Mm -hmm. right? And so then that sent him into this whole vortex. Essentially, he he became enlightened over the next short amount of time. And so, yeah, you'll realize that the true you is the witness to all of these thoughts, emotions, feelings, sensations, but the thoughts, feelings, emotions, sensations, beliefs, those are yours. They are not actually you. We have this weird misconception where we think that we are our co- the c- combination of our body, our mind, our beliefs, our thoughts, but how can they be us when we say that they are ours? We say, this is my belief. This is my thought. This is my body, right? We have those things, but that is not us. These things are constantly changing. You don't have the same body you had when you were a kid. You don't have the same beliefs that you had when you were a kid. All these things are changing. They're very transient. They're very impermanent. But the real you is the you that has stayed and witnessed that through all of time. And that is the pure consciousness, if that makes sense. Yeah, man, that's cool. It's uh, well, yeah, man, that's cool. That's such a dismissive statement. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, no, I get it. It is cool. No, no, it's like no, the coolest thing in no, the world. No, 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 just I just deep in thought because I I like I, I've I've read the comments in your videos, obviously, and like there's there's people that are are with you on it, and there's people that are like, oh, dude, you lost your mind, and just do not understand like the the paradigm that you're coming from, and I I kind of see it from I see it from both sides. Like I understand that it's very hard. It's a very, very hard concept to grasp, but I think Eckhart Tolle does describe it well in the power of now, like the ability where we can where you're able to be like, you're able to question your emotions. You're able to be like, I don't like feeling like this. I don't like feeling depressed. I, why do I, why am I like this? That ability and that awareness of, of something else or like two rather than one in itself is evidence for what you're saying for me. Yeah, well, you'll see that it's simply the first level. So Eckhart Tolle is a truly enlightened individual. And I remember reading The Power of Now and I found some cool benefits from it, Yeah. Man. But I didn't realize that it could get to such a deeper level. So when you first read The Power of Now, you have this kind of understanding, this intellectual understanding. You're like, hmm, cool. If I be present, I will have less suffering. All this is good. And it helped, right? This is the cool thing is because Eckhart Tolle appeals to the egoic mind because the egoic mind thinks, oh, cool. If I'm more present, I will feel better and stuff like that. What they don't realize is that he's... The catalyst, he's starting this process of you becoming enlightened, where you start to realize that you are 
more you are one with the universe. It starts out all by actually just paying attention to experience, by being present, by not being trapped by your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? So I thought that that, there, that was all there is, is just to be present and your suffering will go down because you're present. Well, no, what happens is that you start getting to this place, this incredible realization where it's not just a belief that you are consciousness, you are one with the universe, it's a perception as in you actually experience this incredible truth. So it's not like I believe, oh yeah, I believe that I'm one with the universe, that I am consciousness, that I am everything. It's something that you actually perceive, as in you know it, you feel it. It's incredible. So the power of now just gets you started on the path. And he did a great job. Eckhart Tolle did an amazing job at, he decided that he was going to express this path in the most simplest of terms and he appeal to anyone who just wants less stress in their life. And it's incredible because all the things that I'm talking about now, he talks about too, but he doesn't talk about in his book quite as much. He focuses on these things that everyone can relate to. Everyone can relate to just being more in the present moment, enjoying experience more, being less stressed. But he, he focuses on that more because that's what people in the normal level of consciousness can relate to, if that makes sense. Kind of. Okay. I never really thought of it like that. Because mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle is, I mean, he's, all this crazy stuff I'm talking about, mm. he's at that level or beyond it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is truly perceiving all of this. And if you listen to his videos on YouTube, I mean, he... He completely perceives that he is the one consciousness, right? He is not just the self, Eckhart Tolle. He's not just his body, his thought. I mean, he is completely perceiving this. And it's you'll find that these people who have found this truth, everyone perceives the same thing. It's incredible. It's something that's so magical and unworldly that it's impossible to explain without experiencing it. And that's why in my videos and stuff, I'm focusing on people just improving their mental, physical, and spiritual health because this helps allow for this experience to happen, this perception to happen. Um, it's, it's natural, right? You'll find that this enlightenment process is not about learning anything. It's about unlearning. Anytime we want some sort of knowledge that we're lacking and we try and learn about it, we try and you know read about it, talk to people about it. And with in terms of enlightenment, that only works to make you realize it's possible, but you have to start realizing it within. You have to get rid of all these preconceived notions that you've had in your mind that have been put into your mind by external information, by how you're raised, by society, and you start getting back to your very natural state. And then all these deeper truths start unfolding, I guess. Okay, yeah. So well, well, what do you, why the why the why the forty day fast then? So the forty day fast is to one show people what's possible because the biggest hindrance of this enlightenment process happening to everyone is closed mindedness. Yeah. If everyone had pure open mindedness, they questioned everything. They didn't believe anything fully unless they fully experienced it, but they didn't disregard anything unless they fully experienced it. So pure, absolute pure open-mindedness. If that happens, the earth wakes up and it becomes incredible. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing this 40-day fast because so many people 
they just have no idea it's possible. And it's definitely possible and I'm going to complete it. And so it's meant to start to gradually open people's minds and also give me some more credibility, right? So I can spread this message more. And also it's kind of this peaceful protest to the, to the world. There are a lot of these protests that are going on in the world that are, people are going about it the wrong way. It's not really having an effect. Mm-hmm. It's a band-aid approach. And I'm trying to do this peaceful protest and I can explain more in depth why peaceful protests are the only way to go. It's the only way that actually can make a change. But, and also, I don't know if you watched, I'm kind of doing this Jesus metaphor thing, man. I, um, I watched the video. I don't know if you, yeah, the video of the truth. I, I had this whole crazy plan where I did all this stuff, fake my death, put myself in a psych ward, all to tell the story of Jesus. Wait, do, do you want to explain it? Because although we're having a conversation, we are doing a podcast <laughs> just in case yeah. haven't, like people haven't been watching, watching your stuff. So go on. What did you do? Yeah, sure. So I had this crazy idea. I want to, people to realize these incredible truths. And Jesus was teaching these incredible truths. Jesus was teaching the same thing as Eckhart Tolle. In fact, in Eckhart Tolle's books, you'll see him mention Jesus' teachings a lot. And he will show how they're lost in translation and he will show their deeper actual meanings. And so the whole idea was that Jesus was simply a human. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks of him as this divine creature and he was incredible. He was so impactful in the world. But Jesus even said the original translation of the Bible is Jesus called himself a son of God, a son of God, not the son of God. Everyone is a son of God. Everyone has this God, this consciousness within him. Jesus knew that he was one with everything. He was the universe. And he was trying to teach people these incredible truths. And so the whole idea was, if I could kind of show that Jesus was human, if I could tell his story from a human perspective, people know people know 100% that Jesus has this incredible mind. He has this peace, this tranquility. He has something incredible in his mind where he is free from suffering. He is incredible, impeccable within the mind. He is truly happy, right? And if I can show that Jesus was human, people would realize, wow, I can actually get that. Yeah. I can actually work and actually do what, follow the true teachings of Jesus and get there, right? And and wake up. That's kind of a, a way to wake the world would up. You, would you describe and yourself so, as, a, as a Christian? Or would you say that you're, what do you, is your stance on God before, before this? Like, so I always felt like there was something out there. There was some sort of higher power. I definitely wasn't Christian before. I wasn't really any religion before. I would say I was agnostic. I felt like there was something, but I didn't, there's just, you know, the stories didn't make sense to me because they went against science and the true story that I believe happened doesn't go against science or religion. It's, it's very interesting. And this is kind of how I came across this incredible truth or in the process of coming across this incredible truth, I realized that all religions kind of line up. All religions are just meant to get you to this truth. They're just going about it in different ways. And they were more successful back in the day when they weren't so lost in translation. The egoic mind has translated these texts in a way that makes the lessons less powerful. So in my opinion, Jesus was purely a human and Eckhart Tolle talks about this, right? He was actually a human who was just teaching enlightenment. He was teaching about the truths of the universe. And so I dug deep in the Bible and I, I have this video called the scientific explanation of Jesus, heaven and God. 
And I dug deep in the Bible and I found all these Bible verses that really showed that Jesus absolutely, in fact, if you really watch that video, it's it seems pretty obvious to me that Jesus did not die and that he most likely faked his death. There's so many verses in the Bible that give evidence to this, right? I mean, to go through the whole thing, it's a, it's a lot. I'll try and summarize it. But, you know, Jesus was on the cross and the only person guarding over him, really, was this soldier called the centurion. And again, this is all from the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the centurion was a believer when Jesus, Jesus actually announced he was going to die, which is interesting. Who announces that they're going to die? He announces that he's going to die and takes his last breath. And the centurion says, this man must be the son of God. So the centurion is a believer. Remember that. And so when Jesus dies on the cross, Pontius Pilate is the one who crucified him, right? So Pontius Pilate has the say in all of this. So Jesus, is die, Jesus dies and Joseph of Arimathea right? This rich noble goes up to Pontius Pilate and just asks like, yo, can I have Jesus's body? And, you know, he is a rich noble, had a lot of respect, is a disciple of Jesus. So Pontius Pilate was definitely considering it. But Pontius Pilate in the Bible, Pontius Pilate is surprised that Jesus died so early. It says this in the Bible. He is surprised that Jesus died so early. Jesus died way before he was supposed to. Well, spoiler, he wasn't actually dead. So he's like, hold on. Let me check that he's actually dead. So how does Pontius Pilate check that Jesus is actually dead? Does he go and check himself? Does he check Jesus' pulse? No. Those scientific things that we do today, that didn't happen back then. He simply asked the centurion, the person that he sent to guard over Jesus. And the centurion was a believer, remember? And the centurion saw that Jesus said that he was going to die and then took his last breath, quote unquote. And so the centurion said, of course, yes, he died. And so Pontius Pilate right then and there just gave his body over to Jesus's friend, Joseph of Arimathea. And so that's all it took. Now, where did Joseph of Ar Ar Arimathea, I don't know exactly how you pronounce it, but where did he take him? Where did Joseph take Jesus? Well, to a tomb, but it wasn't just any tomb. It was his tomb. It was Joseph's tomb that he had built. He built this for this purpose. I mean, it was, it, it seems so obvious. And so Jesus, you know, he's in this tomb. No one got to see what was inside of the tomb. And he was there for three days. For all we know, there could have been water in the tomb. He could have survived three days without water. He definitely didn't need food. Jesus fasted for 40 days, by the way. Uh, hint, hint on why I'm doing this fast. But um, so, and that was pretty much it. And so the guard, Pontius Pilate set the, set the guard to go in front of the tomb for three days because Jesus said he would rise on the third day. Well, after the third day, they left. Yeah. And so now Jesus could go out of the tomb, run to Galilee and say that he was rose from the dead. And so if you really look at my quotes from the Bible, it seems that this is so obvious that this could have happened. And it makes way more sense to the logically minded person, right? Than Jesus dying and coming back to life, because that doesn't fit science. You know, science is just a way to understand the world. And yes, there are so many incredible things about the world that we haven't gotten through science, right? There are so many things that are possible that science simply doesn't understand, but science is still important, you know? And now this doesn't make the story any less powerful. This makes the story incredible because it shows that Jesus had this incredible enlightenment within in him. 
And he was so determined to wake up the world that he did these things. And again, Jesus was completely fear of the, or free of the fear of death, right? That's one of the reasons why he did this, because he realized that freeing people from the fear of death frees them from all fears. All fears stem from the fear of death. And so if people can realize that they are forever, that they are truly immortal, not the selves, not the body, but their true selves are immortal, that is how they truly become happy. It's impossible to be happy when you think that you're just this temporary thing in existence and that you will one day just stop experiencing. It's actually impossible to be happy. And so that was Jesus's goal is to teach people this. And I think that he did an incredible job. And I think the story has just gotten misinterpreted through the years. And if we go back to the roots of the story, we can start realizing ourselves this, these incredible truths about the universe, just like Jesus taught us. Mm. And so, yeah, that's why, that's why I'm doing, that's why I did that whole metaphor, right? So I forgot to tell you that's, yeah, I faked my death. I, I, I tried to do that same story in modern times. So I faked my death. I put myself in a tomb where no one could know I was alive. That was a psych ward. The psych ward was a confidential place where no one could know. And there are all these other connections, right? My friend betrayed me by leading the cops to me. That was the analogous to Judas. Um, you can see I actually proved that I wanted the cops to be called on me, just like Jesus. Jesus wanted to go through with his plan to save the world. I actually called the cops like you can see in the video that i actually called the cops and all this different stuff there are all these analogies to the story and i wanted to tell that to kind of make this incredible point that yo we need to actually look at jesus teachings from the truth point of view and follow them because that's what actually makes us happy i guess actually i actually enjoyed that video because i was watching it and i thought uh like the first few videos that you you brought out like I was like, yeah, this guy's fucking lost a plot. Like, <laughs> he's mm. lost his shit. But then, as someone that isn't like, uh, like, I think Christianity is a lot, a lot more of a bigger thing in the states than it is in the UK. Like, I've never been, I haven't been mm. raised Christian or anything like that. So I would say that I've been agnostic my whole life. But the the so like people that have been conditioned into have learned the Bible, have learned, have been like conditioned into Christianity their entire lives are going to be like, that's blasphemy. Like you're saying you're Jesus, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But like, it goes back to open-mindedness. If you take a step back and look at it from a subjective view and what you're saying, you're not, you're not saying you're not downplaying the, you're not even downplaying the work of Jesus. You're not even dismissing the work of Jesus. You're actually just saying that maybe it's a slightly, the interpretation of Jesus was different, which I think is fucking awesome, man. Yeah. It's more powerful because the reward for realizing the truth is far greater than simply going to heaven after you die. You get to experience heaven now, heaven within the mind. And if everyone experiences this heaven within the mind, if everyone realizes that they are truly this one consciousness, that they are God, that they are this incredible essence that is with everything, the world becomes this amazing place. You don't have to tell someone not to chop off their own arm, right? So, if you're like Eckhart Tolle and you actually perceive that you are everything, and again, this is something that's so hard to just explain because it's a perception that has to happen. Um, the Buddhist teachers call this non-duality. We think that there is duality, that there is subject and object, but it's an illusion that we are everything and everything is one. Once you realize this, there's no evil. You can't hurt any other part of consciousness because it is you. 
That's why when we do things to other people, it goes against our conscience, right? And it increases our mental stress. This is why Jesus told us not to sin is because when we sin, it's not just bad for the other people. A lot of people think that, oh, yeah, we tell people not to sin because we don't want people to sin to us, right? Well, no, when you sin, it actually decreases your mental health. It goes against your conscience. And mental health is very important. When you have all these stresses, you have these stresses in your mind, that hurts your physical health. It also hurts your spiritual health, right? You're not able to be present as much. And all these aspects of health are connected. So people will start to realize that sinning is actually bad for the true you, right? It gets you away from this perfect health that allows you to actually be happy. So you'll find that, yeah, all of Jesus's teachings were just about optimizing your mental and spiritual health and physical health to be able to witness these incredible truths. And that's the same thing that I'm trying to do. Like it. I like it. That's cool. It's yeah. I, I respect it, man. It's uh, it's a big thing. Like obviously, you know that people are going to be like, yeah, this guy's lost his mind. In, okay. In terms of so so, what's the in terms of you? Because obviously, obviously, you doing what you do on your main channel and stuff. I guess with with the girls and blah 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 blah. blah it's would you mm -hmm. call it somewhat somewhat of an act like up to there? As in that. Well, yeah, you'll you'll find that. <laughs> This is kind of a deeper level, but you'll, you'll find that everything is an act. Everything that we do in life is an act. So this is interesting. This is how Jim Carrey actually got enlightened, right? So you start to realizing that the self, how we think about ourselves, we're like, oh, this is me, my thoughts, my beliefs, my ideologies. This is me. You'll find that to be an illusion. So... Jim Carrey, he went through all these different roles, all these different acting roles, and he just didn't act like most people acted. He was a method actor. He dealt the part. He completely got into the character so intensely that he became that character. And when he did this so many times, he realized that these characters that he was becoming were stronger than who he thought of himself as a person. So all of a sudden, he was like, whoa, if I am all these other characters, who actually is Jim Carrey? And you'll find that the self is just this illusion. We think that, that we are this restricted entity, that we are our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and we're resistant to change those because we, the ego makes us want to feel that we are that. A true entity, a true entity cannot be changed, right? Our trueness, our actual self is consciousness, right? It is unchanging. It is forever, right? The ego wants us to trick wants to trick us into thinking that we are some sort of entity that the ego is a combination of our thoughts feelings beliefs our body whatever and yeah. you'll find that everything is impermanent everything is transient we can be anything we want it's just our the mind the ego is holding us back so jim carrey realized this and that's how he got rid of this illusion of the self and now he just is there's no idea of, oh, I am Jim Carrey. I just am. And so you'll start to realize that acting isn't the falsehood. It's the reality. When you go and interact with your parents, you interact with them different. You are a different self than you are when you're alone or when you interact with a girl. We're putting on this sort of social act and it's different depending on who we interact with. And so 
if we're always these different people all the time, well, who really is us? That's the thing. None of it is us. We are deeper than that. We are the one who is witnessing all of this. It's this, the second us. And so, you know, I had this act. I went in front of girls and kind of put on this douchebag kind of picking up girls, cool dude kind of act. Right. And I, this is the thing is that I knew that this wasn't me at the time. Right. I knew that this, it definitely wasn't me. Did it, did the, did the incong incongruency, did it make you unhappy that mismatch? It didn't really make me unhappy because you know, there, like on a deeper level, there is no you, there is no you that is restricted to certain behaviors, certain thoughts, certain emotions, right? When you get to a deep level, there are no thoughts, emotions, or feelings or behaviors that can cause this incongruency that can cause you to have suffering because <laughs> there is no base you, there is no true you besides the consciousnesses that's just witnessing it, if that makes sense. So all these emotions, anything that happens in the world starts to become positive. And so, no, I realized that that was not me, but it was fun. It was still fun to do. And I was making a business out of it. It was fun to interact with these girls and kind of put on this false front, you know? And I wasn't sure who the deeper me was. I, I felt like it was different. I felt like I was definitely different than that that I was naturally kind of this shy guy, that more reserved guy, and I was putting out on this outgoing act in front of the camera. But then I started to realize, well, whoa, no, I'm definitely not the shy, insecure guy either, because that's just caused by all these insecurities that don't truly exist. I'm just held back, I'm just shy and reserved because of society and my attachment to what society thinks. And so then I'm like, whoa, like, who am I? That's the thing. There is no self. There is no human surface self. It all goes much deeper than that. And that's a, that's what everyone is trying to experience in spirituality is getting rid of the self. That's kind of the goal is to actually realize that the self is non-existent because the self, the ego is what all suffering comes from. All mental suffering comes from this belief that you are temporary and that you are the body, the thoughts, the mind, your ideologies, your beliefs, because all of that is impermanent, right? And when you actually realize this incredible truth and perceive the non-duality of the world, all that suffering goes away. And it's incredible. We don't actually have to suffer. We don't have, actually have to have insecurities. We just think that we do and we accept it, but we don't. There's a place that you can get to where all of that fades away. Awesome. Man. I know it's a lot. And this is the thing. It's like, it's really tough to just talk about this stuff. The only good part about talking about this stuff is making people realize, whoa, he truly believes what he's saying. He seems like he actually is experiencing all of this. Now I want to find this. So it's just making people believe that it's a thing. But people won't be able to have any idea of what I'm truly talking about until they actually experience it for themselves through, yeah, through improving your health, spiritual work, stuff like that. When did you, so people are just going to see, like, I might be wrong, but people are just going to see this sudden, like, flip in your, in your state or the way that you act. So let's say you've gone from 
making these videos and your main channel being like being this former self the way you want to describe it acting in a certain way a certain mask to complete flip in terms of what you're doing in personality but I, I suspect that it's something that's been going on in the background for like a, a series of months or years in terms of do you do you have were you meditating and were you interested in this like beforehand like how how did it all start like if I'm correct yeah it's interesting man you'll find that this is a weird concept but the whole essence of the world is this spiritual process of expanding consciousness right the Back in ancient times, when we were close to monkeys, we didn't have this thing called the ego. We didn't realize that we could think. And we were actually witnessing this incredible non-duality, but we didn't have the intellect to really interpret it or have the contrast of how incredible it is. It kind of just was. Now there was this evolution of the ego, and now we're getting to the ne this next stage where we can break past the ego. So the whole universe is really just this enlightenment process of expanding consciousness, right? Throughout time, Consciousness just expands, it evolves. And so we've all been part of this process forever. Now, when did I realize that I was kind of part of this process? When did I realize that I actually wanted to attempt to expand my consciousness? That was about three years ago, when I realized that I was extremely unhappy, even though I had my perfect life situation. And then I got into meditation. I started meditating for just five minutes every day. How did you start? How did I how, how did you start meditating? Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, I would just, I, I learned exactly how it was. So a lot of people think it's about blocking out thoughts, but it's really just paying attention to experience. Hmm. So I would sit there. I actually had this, I started out with this app called Headspace. Yeah, I use And they kind of give, yeah, they give kind of guided meditations where it's really good. It teaches you really the essence of mindfulness, which is just sitting there and observing what happens so instead of you know getting lost in a thought and becoming kind of unconscious you just observe the thought and then watch it pass mm -hmm. and you don't get upset if thoughts come you just observe experience and that's kind of the essence of mindfulness and then so that's how i started and then it started getting deeper i started focusing more heavily on body sensations and then i started focusing more on open awareness where I didn't even focus on anything. It, my consciousness was just like a mirror. And when something came in, I noticed it. It's something that the Buddhists would call uh, noting, right? So every little sensation just appears and you note it, right? And you'll realize that you can start having hundreds of sensations every minute. It's it, or not even, no, hundreds of sensations every second. It's incredible. And so at the start, you'll only be able to notice one or two sensations per second. And then all of a sudden it's it's incredible and these sensations keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger until some incredible things happen. So meditation, there's so many different ways of going about it. But the cool thing is that all of these ways will start deactivating or decreasing the con connectivity of the default mode network. Okay. Um, the DM, default mode network, the DMN. Okay, and the DMN is essentially the neurological, neurobiological ego. So it's a series of brain nodes and connections that interact a lot with themselves, but they are pretty distinct from the rest of the brain. And scientists have kind of pinpointed this as a neurobiological ego, right? It's our sense of self. And we, the goal would be to do things that kind of decrease this because this will give us the more realization of the truth. 
So things that decrease this are meditation, right? Um, and I mean, really the two big ones are meditation and then psychedelics. That's what psychedelics do is they decrease this part of the brain. And like I said before, the brain is this limiter. So when you decrease the activity in this part of the brain, you'll start to expand um, consciousness. And that's why meditation is so key because it does that. Now it takes a long time. And that's why Buddhist monks will meditate for 50 years to try and get there. But you, I mean, you should look at Buddhist monks. They are literally meditating for 50 years to try and get somewhere. So it's obvious that there's some place to get. There's obvious, it's obvious that there's some incredible thing to be discovered. And I believe that in the future, we will all be able to discover it much, much quicker um, with the legalization of psychedelics and the actual teaching of how to use them responsibly and in a correct way because most people just take them and nothing happens because their intentions are wrong. They're not spiritually inclined and they're not doing it the right way. And then actually someone's working on this device that you can actually hook up to your head and switch off that network, the default mode network, and that can cause you to have an ego death as well. And you, so you'll we'll find that the world is going to wake up and experience all these things very soon. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be a very mainstream thing. And it's the one thing that you can't go back from. You can alternate between religions because you never really find what you're looking for. But when you actually experience these incredible things, this is exactly what you're looking for. This is, it's, it's everything. It's, you can't go back from it because it's that hardcore of a truth. When you went, and so when you, when you say soon, like how soon do you, do you think like, on what time scale are you talking about? Yeah, so it's like, well, you'll start to realize that there are so many people that are like me or even on a greater level. We just, you know, we segregate ourselves into our own little world, our own little environment where we interact with people with our same beliefs. We only go on the Internet to find things that support our beliefs. And you'll find that there are millions of people who have actually woken up and experienced these things. And I think it's just going to spread like wildfire. I was, you know, it depends on who you are because people are engulfed in different, you know, niches of the media, right? So some people could go years with not even realizing that there's a certain viral video out there, you know, but so it really depends. I was telling my parents that I think that there will be some sort of noticeable change in how very noticeable change in how people think of this spirituality type stuff within the year. In the I think year. it's gonna now that doesn't mean that the world is gonna be this better place that everyone's gonna be enlightened. No, I think that will take you know, until I think that it will be extremely noticeable as in we will realize that this is not just some weird new age fringe thing that this is growing very rapidly and that it will be projected to become one of the, if not the biggest belief systems. I, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to call it a belief system because it's a system of knowing. It's actually a system of perception. Yeah. But that it will start actually taking over religions and that it, it will be projected to be the biggest thing, I would say, in a matter of five years. And it's because it's just that powerful, man. It's, it's going to spread like wildfire. It's like you have a couple, you know, think you put two mice together, right? A male and a female. 
they start mating and all of a sudden in a matter of a week you have like a hundred or a few hundred mice and that's kind of how it's going to happen man you'll see that this energy of this awakening is already spread to throughout all corners of the world you'll see that more people are eating healthier more people are actually eating you know plant-based because this is just a part of the process you'll start to realize that you want to get more to your natural state in order for these truths to um, be known within you so you'll find that so many things any sort of energy that's just getting back to your natural state any sort of energy in the world whether it be someone talking about this someone just doing this your friend just doing this everything puts out energy and it makes things more acceptable like think about vegans right i used to think vegans were so oh the vegans they're so stupid like they why not eat meat and you'll realize that everyone is becoming much more accepting of that right and that's just a part of the awakening process because you'll find that our natural diets are actually more plant-based if you really look back deep in the evolutionary scale of things and so it's different things like that meditation is becoming more mainstream right and it's cool because people realize that meditation is good for just your normal life right now and so meditation is becoming way more stream all of a sudden everyone is going to start to meditate all these different kind of spiritual things are becoming way more mainstream and it's only growing and you'll find that there's no stopping it it can't be stopped because people can feel themselves getting happier and so it's just this kind of force that can't really be stopped and it's only going to grow exponentially and that's kind of what i'm trying to do i'm just trying to promote that because the world will become an incredible place when all these things manifest and it's a great thing to invest in it's a great thing from a business perspective from a life perspective to invest in because it's inevitable right once you truly realize what all this is you'll find that this process is inevitable and so there's not no reason not to kind of hop on the train because it it's just is happening <laughs> so it's dope Cool, man. I'm gonna throw a uh, I'm gonna throw a complete curveball and change the subjects. Okay. Go yeah. Let, let's talk about. I think we've gone pretty deep into the whole the thing yeah, that ev have. everyone wants to know about. But, but yeah, cheers. For that. Okay, confidence then. Confidence. Because yeah. you did a I saw a video you did on that and I like that as well. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about acquiring acquiring confidence, dude. So let's say like you obviously get this a lot as well let's say for like a young a young guy someone that hasn't got a lot of confidence like how do you get more confidence and do let's, let's look back at for example you doing the type of videos that you did well the, the videos i don't know if you plan on doing do you plan on doing those again maybe i'm not sure they're fun for me yeah yeah i might do them again yeah that, that's that sort of thing but, how do you get to that level of not giving a fuck yeah so you'll realize that that actually does tie into all this spiritual stuff because the greatest level of confidence is truly realizing, and, and I'll, I'll go to a more applicable way yeah, that people yeah. can improve their confidence in a minute, but the source of all confidence, remember, all fears that we have, confidence is just essentially lack of fear. And all fears, you can only operate out of two ways. That's love and fear, essentially, it's two things. Mm -hmm. And confidence is acting, now not arrogance, right? But confidence, that's just a way of acting out of love and non-confidence, right? Introversion, shyness, that's uh, acting out of fear. And you'll find that all fears are traced back to the one ultimate fear is the fear of death. It's survival, right? Why didn't we approach a girl back? Or why, why are we afraid to approach a girl? Because back in ancestral times, tribal times, if you approach the wrong girl, tribes leader girl, you get killed, okay? So all, literally all fears can be traced back to the fear of death. Now, 
if you go through this spiritual process and you realize what you truly are, that you are not actually confined just to this physical form, that you are immortal beyond that, that you are the pure God, the pure consciousness that's within everything, and you actually perceive that, you actually 100% know that death as you think of it, death being your true self becoming unconscious, is just an illusion, right? And so if you realize that it's the ultimate freedom, it's the ultimate confidence, you think of yourself as a video game character. There is no fear and you can do whatever you want. And so again, you are still, you'll see, especially at the start, the fear kind of tries to creep back in because it's in our DNA, you know, it's the human survival DNA, but this incredible knowing of what you truly are and how awareness and consciousness is forever, it, you can overpower it and essentially the fear starts to go away. So that's the most powerful way, but that seems like a lot for people. You know, that's like, whoa, how do I get there? It's actually more attainable than you think and it's inevitable. But how does just the average guy start getting there today, start getting more confidence? Well, it's simply getting out of your comfort zone, man. You have this fear zone right now and you have this confidence zone. You are confident in a lot of things. You're confident enough to walk down the street. You're confident enough to go get some groceries. You're confident enough to do a lot of things without fear. But there are other things that you're not confident enough to do and you have fear about them. One probably be going up to a girl and talking to her. Or even if you were shy like me, just talking to people in general. And it's all about expanding that confidence zone and reducing the fear zone. And so remember, we have this programmed into our DNA where we have these fears for survival. So it's a natural thing. Now, now a lot of these fears that we have today are completely unnecessary. Okay. Cause if you go up and approach a girl, you're not going to die, dude. It's just not going to happen. Nothing bad is going to happen. And so there are these unnecessary fears in our brain. So how do we start to reprogram that? Well, it's not enough to just know this and think about it. We actually have to experience. Remember the only thing you can ever truly trust is experience. That's the only thing that the brain will ever well, the brain, I mean, yeah, we'll say the brain. Yeah. The only thing that the brain can ever fully interpret and be 100% about, right, is that I experienced this, so it must be true. Mm -hmm. So how do you break out of these fears? Well, you have to get out of your comfort zone and actually do it. So how do you get out of this fear of approaching a girl? You have to go approach the girl. Now, you can take different steps to get there. So you don't have to actually start out by approaching a girl, you can start out by saying hi to the cashier on your way out of the grocery store yeah. or just these little things that get you out of your comfort zone because you'll start to realize that every little thing that gets you out of your comfort zone makes you more likely to do something else that's out of your comfort zone. So you can start as something as simple as taking cold showers. Cold showers just gets you out of your comfort zone. You don't want to take the cold shower because it's freezing. Okay. And again, literally anything can be, can be traced back to the fear of death. Why don't you want to get in that cold? Right. Well, from a survival mechanism, if you are exposed to that cold for too long, you will die. Right. And so your body is afraid to do it. It's uncomfortable to do it. So even just taking a cold shower or doing anything that's uncomfortable, you'll start to notice in your life that there are so many opportunities to be uncomfortable. And instead of shying away from them, you should take them. Even if the outcome of that action is neutral, or even a little negative, you should do it anyway because it's such a great re reward and benefit to you to start getting out of your comfort zone, 
to start decreasing your fear zone and start increasing your confidence zone. So anything that you can think of, anything that you can see that's just a little bit uncomfortable, obviously, you know, to, to an extent, don't be putting your life in actual danger or doing things that might really get you in trouble, that might ruin relationships or something. But start small and just these little things that make you uncomfortable, do them. And that's kind of how you start being more confident. How did you, okay, you said you were, said you were like real shy then and uh, socially, mm-hmm. social, I don't know, I guess socially introverted. How did you, how did you first start off in terms of these, these videos, man? Like the, the stuff with, the stuff, obviously you started on Omegle, didn't you? That was the first thing. Actually, no, mm-hmm. I fucking remember, dude. I remember the first ever thing I saw of you. I think it was you. And you're stood on top of a building doing a fucking ziz pose before we did YouTube. And that was circling Facebook or like, because I used to be really into like the whole ziz movement and like the aesthetics crew page and all that Facebook stuff. And I saw and that, that was like the first thing. You, I think that was the first one I saw of you. Nice. Yeah, man, that's, I was really lucky to have this passion for YouTube and, you know, I didn't want to work a nine to five job, so I wanted to make a business. And I was really lucky because that helped me do some incredible self growth because I knew the way to going viral. I knew that I had to do these things. I saw the fitness industry. I saw what Jeff side was doing. I saw that there was this market for this, you know, this douchey shirtless (laughs) having fun with the physique thing. And I was like, yeah, I could definitely go viral with this. And the thing was, if I were to do this, I had to get out of my comfort zone, but it was, I was motivated enough because I was like, it's way better to, you know, have a little bit of uncomfortableness, get out of my comfort zone and do these things that it is to work a horrible nine to five job. And so you'll see, I started out pretty slow, you know, the Chipotle thing, that's not even interacting with people, right? That wasn't that scary. I just had to go up there real quick and then hope the cops didn't come. That's not even that scary. Like the Omega videos, right? I'm sitting there on a computer screen. I'm not even interacting with the girl in person. It's a lot less intimidating. So you can see that I kind of started small, and now, then all of a sudden I started going on the street, interacting person to person in general. I could have never done that at the start. I was too shy and introverted. I wouldn't be able to talk to people. I wouldn't have had the charisma to be baby able to pull steps. that off. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is baby steps and it looks like a large step. You know, how can you go from this shy introverted kid to be on the roof of Chipotle? Well, that I was lucky because it was the motivation behind me having to start a business. My seemingly at the time my happiness i realized that it's more than that now but at the time i thought my happiness depended on it so that was the motivation behind it but people can start out way smaller than that way smaller try going to just try drinking less alcohol at parties see if you can have the same amount of fun and interact with people the same with just a little less alcohol and then you can transition to that's why i stopped drinking because i want to be able to have a, a, an amazing time at parties without having the social lubricant. I wanted to create all of that myself. I wanted to have the pure confidence to be able to be sober and be as crazy as everyone else at the party. You know what's crazy, it's so funny is that people call me crazy for acting how I am, but if I simply showed every time before the video that I drank a bunch of alcohol and then started talking like that, no one would say I'm crazy. It's interesting. So the biggest, benefit of alcohol is it simply gives people an excuse to express more of what they want to express. And that's the interesting part about alcohol. It just gives people an excuse. Oh yeah, I can act crazy because I'm drunk. Let's blame it on the alcohol. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you'll start to realize that that's just 
a psychological construct in the mind. You don't need the idea of the alcohol to be able to express yourself. You can just express yourself however you want at any time. So it's all about reducing that psychological construct of, of yeah, the egoic mind. All right, most, uh, most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> you know, man, it's this weird story. Whenever I think of the most cringy thing and the most cringy situation I've ever been in, it goes back to high school, man. I was at this boarding boarding school. It was really this very, very strict boarding school yeah. where the guys could, couldn't hang out with the girls. You couldn't go in the opposite sex's dorm room where you literally got expelled. Mm-hmm. So everyone had to go off campus to, you know, do whatever with their significant other. Yeah, yeah. And I got, we got in a little bit of trouble because now we were kind of falsely accused. So me and my girlfriend, we actually went off campus to go to this restaurant and then we, my girlfriend or I, we lost something and we were actually just searching it. We were on campus searching for it in the back of my car and the security guard saw us in the back of the car and assumed that we were doing something we weren't supposed to be doing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah and told the dean and so now the dean goes and searches my car and they actually found this like used condom in the back of my car and so that was enough for them to be like oh yep they were doing it they need to be suspended or whatever now it was funny because it was such a weird like um sequence of events but that specific condom me and my girlfriend were being dumb and we were actually uh, blowing up condoms as balloons. So yeah. that condom wasn't even a real used condom. In fact, it was like popped. It was like very, very broken. And so basically what happened was we went through this whole process of our, us trying to explain the story to the dean. And I remember doing this, such this cringy thing, right, where... Okay, so first of all, they didn't think that we left campus. They thought we went straight to the car to like have sex and then went back. So that's what they thought happened. And so I go to the dean and I have this whole story to tell him where I start explaining the condom to him. So I I want to explain to him how the condom can't break like that during sex. The condom was like so broken it was ridiculous it was ridiculous like it was it was obviously that someone had to blow it up right yeah so this is i know this is so weird but it's like it was only the freaking ring on the bottom was left and it was the top part was completely detached it doesn't break there during right Yeah, yeah and so i had this whole big like thing to tell him right and so it was probably the third time that i was going in to explain my story before i got um suspended And I showed him the pictures of it and I was like, look, Dean, like this is what happens during sex. This can't happen. This condom is so broken. It has to be from blowing it up. And I sat there for 15 minutes showing him pictures of this used condom and explaining this to him. And he's just sitting there like this. And when I'm done with my story (laughs) of 15 minutes of explaining how this used condom was you know, not used for what he thought it was. Oh, I was also explaining, by the way, there's, look at that. There's no jizz in it. There's no semen in the freaking condom. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't use it, you know? And this was this whole embarrassing thing. And I was a shy kid in high school explaining this just so I, cause I was terrified of getting expelled. And after I'm done with the story, he goes, oh, um, that's cool and all. But by the way, we checked the cameras and you guys actually left. So you're free to go, man. 
And it was like, I was like, what the fuck? I just explained this long story about this, this condom, how I didn't jizz in the condom, how like this whole horribly embarrassing thing to my Dean at the last, you know, my last chance at not getting suspended, I was desperate. And this whole time it didn't even matter. Like he called me in there to tell him or to tell me that I was good, that they checked the cameras and that I was all good. And I was like, what the fuck? It was the cringiest thing I ever had to do. And at the t- now, looking back at it now, it doesn't even seem that bad. Yeah. But at the time, it was the cringiest, most embarrassing thing I could possibly imagine because I was so completely vulnerable and just out of desperation told this like embarrassing explanation of my freaking condom. And it wasn't even necessary. Like I was free. And so it was like, it was the combination of me doing that embarrassing story and then realizing I didn't even have to tell it. And that was honestly the most cringe worthy moment of my life. I've done a lot of cringy things on YouTube, but nothing really compares to that. I used to look back. I would have flashbacks and I would just cringe at how embarrassing the situation was. Cause like my Dean isn't some like cool, like bro guy. Like he's this, you know, very proper. He's a Dean, you know, he's, he is very, he goes by the rules. He's not your friend. He's this Dean, you know? And so it was very embarrassing. (laughs) And you think it's, don't you think it's crazy how, how at the time, I bet that seemed like the absolute end of the world. Like your entire life was Mm -hmm. over because you yeah. can't see the bigger picture, but now you look back on it, it's just like a funny joke. What I've, what I've realized is like a lot of the thing, especially when we, I think as we get older, stuff matters less. And then mm. the the more of a world we experience, you realize what's if it doesn't matter in a year, what's it going to matter now? So yeah, of course. And any any sort of you know regret or something embarrassing, it's just this psychological construct in the mind it's it's all it's not real you know what i mean that moment isn't really there anymore it's just this weird memory and how we interpret the memory and again this is just kind of part of the egoic mind and we can overcome that through obtaining like a higher level state of consciousness and i still have that memory but there's nothing negative about it now now it's just an interesting memory right so yeah it's it's it was horrible at the time but now it's like nothing all right, dude, my laptop's about to die in a few minutes, so I'm going to wrap this up. But I've got a few more for you. Are you weighing yourself during this 40-day 40 40 day, uh, fast? Yeah, every day, every day. How much weight have you lost? So I've lost like 10 pounds. Holy right. shit. And are you... So, but, go, go, go. But it's just, I've been drinking less water too, and a lot of food has water in it. And so I'm, I'm decreasing in water weight quite a bit. And so it's almost all water weight, but it has been like 10 pounds, which is kind of crazy. It won't, it's going to go like this. It's going to go and then start leveling out like this. Unless, so unless you, unless you die like halfway through, it's just going to stop. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> then I'll start losing weight really quick. Yeah, dude. But, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm not worried about it, man. It's definitely a very doable thing to do. Um, but I, I expected the weight to Eh, maybe not quite this quickly, but I expected the weight to drop really fast at the start and then start leveling out. Have you, I'll take it you're not exercising then or anything. Uh, I, I am. I'm doing just a quick uh, resistance workout in the morning. Holy I shit. Have this ex- yeah, so I'm still working out because I do want to maintain a lot of the muscle. Bro. So, 
but it's it's not that bad you know you have a lot more energy than you think and it's not expending too many it's probably burning like 50 calories or something so it's not it's not that big of a deal all right i'll come back in like 20 days and see <laughs> see if it's still doing it man so yeah. you're crazy what all right then are you gonna is obviously people are like people are people that think you've like lost your shit are gonna be watching this mm -hmm. and think oh yeah he's gonna eat himself or oh, well not eat himself to death you know what i'm trying to say don't you like yeah, are yeah. you gonna like what if it gets to a point where you're like absolutely fucks what are you gonna do like where i feel like i need to eat like where you're I'm like dying you feel like you're dying yeah i mean if i really got to that point i would expend all other options i would make sure that it wasn't just that i was dehydrated like something was like i, I really needed food and then i i guess i would eat you know, I just don't think it's going to get to that point. I'm pretty confident, but I, and I might suffer it out for a few days. It depends, dude, on day 35, if I'm feeling like I'm going to die, nah, I can go five more days. Have you, have you, rese yeah. have you researched it? Like, have you looked into if it's possible and have you actually, or have you just done it? Yeah. I, and I haven't talked about this too much because I want people to think I'm crazy because the whole point is to blow people's minds. But it's so possible, dude. I, like, so I know it, man. I knew you were fucking cleverer than you than you let oh, on. Yeah. Cause like, dude, when there's a few bits in the videos where like I know that you're you're acting a, like extra crazy for a reaction, right. and like especially exactly. when I got the voice note from you earlier, I was like, motherfucker, like I know I know that you're still still yourself and you haven't completely lost the plot, and but you're just right. you're just trying yeah you're just trying to try to do something which is fucking cool. Cause what, what was I gonna say? I, oh yeah, that was it. I had like, cause I did a, I did a story and I was like, um, if I was to do a podcast with Conor Murphy, like what would you want to ask him? And uh, a lot of people were saying like, oh, don't like kind of encourage it, blah, 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 blah. Like, this guy needs help and all this shit. And I'm sat there thinking like, um, if you die, they're probably going to like quote this and I'm going to be a terrible piece of shit person. But I'm sat there yeah. thinking, I reckon you can fucking do it, man. Like I reckon you can yeah. do it. Like you seem to have complete belief and people really like, limit their beliefs and underplay the the power of the human body based on their own self-limiting beliefs i think you can fucking do it dude exactly and that's the whole reason i'm doing it man is because there is this self-limit that people put on themselves and it doesn't need to be a thing people need to be more open-minded and so yeah absolutely i haven't you know you you'll see the video i put out i don't go oh yeah here's all the research behind it here's why it's possible like no i'm gonna show it's possible by doing it i want people to think that it's insane you know that's what makes it awesome to actually complete it yeah so no you'll find that so many people you look on youtube dude you type in 40 day fast people do it and in fact the longest fast now this was by an obese guy but it was over a year so yeah I, I looked it up i looked it up like it's something stupid like 300 400 days isn't it yeah and so you'll find that people do it online and they don't even take vitamins you know they only drink water and you know it's just a very doable thing it's hard at the start but then it gets easier your body starts it, it, it's hunger goes away so the only thing i'm worried about is it, it, it's like you're hungry at the start and then all of a sudden it starts really going down mm -hmm. and it's possible some people at the end the hunger starts going up and some people it doesn't and so i'm hoping that my hunger doesn't start going back up at the end because that's going to be shitty but yeah i fully believe i can do it i mean i fully committed man it would really suck like, think of how bad it would suck for me if I quit. You yeah. know what I mean? After all this. Yeah. So I'm very committed to it. I'm extremely committed to it. So 
I fully believe that I'm going to do it. Right. 100%. I would be mind blown if I didn't do it. Right, dude. I'm on 5% battery. I don't want to lose all this uh, audio. So I'm going to have to cut you there. But man, oh. that was fucking awesome. Thank you for coming on. Like really, really interesting. Honestly, dude. And I'm glad you're, you seem like fucking sound well and like in a great place. So absolutely smash mm -hmm. the cut. Smash the cut. Yeah. <laughs> smash the forty day cut. Um, stay safe. Yeah, stay safe, yeah, dude. dude. And I'll be, I'll be watching it, man. I'll be, I'll be vouching for you. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Any, I love talking about this stuff. Anything else you want to say? Like most people are gonna know who you are. Anything you want to say? Anything you want to plug? Like go ahead, man. Not really, man. Any final I mean, words? You guys can just uh, go type in Connor Murphy, man. Check out my new channel if you're into anything spiritual at all or self improvement based at all. But other than that, man, yeah, no, I'm just happy to talk about this stuff because you'll find that when you – talking about it actually helps you just learn more yourself, especially when you're talking at a very – like a deeper truth. It just starts kind of coming out. And so I love talking about this stuff, man, so I appreciate you talking with me about it. What's the new channel called? Is it Connor Murphy Talks? The new one that I care about now is Connor Murphy Talks, yeah. Okay, sick, dude. I, I really want to ask you that. I'm not going to ask you anything else because my laptop's on 3%, 4%. All right. But anyway, anyway, bro, yeah, uh, keep you updated and have an absolutely sick one. I appreciate it, brother.